Hey folks, and welcome to episode, the long-awaited episode 56. I know some of you probably thought this would never happen, but it is happening, and that's a pretty good thing. Uh, let me get started with uh, the men who wore number 56 for the New York Yankees. Uh, we'll start off with uh, Chris Britton. Oh, no, 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 no. What am I doing? Chris Britton was the last man to wear number 56 for the Yankees. Uh, but let's see. Jim Bouton was the first guy to wear it, 62 to 68. And if you don't know, Jim Bouton wrote one of the best books of all time, Ball Four. Uh, if you love baseball, you should read it. A very inside look uh, at the going-ons uh, in baseball behind the scenes. Uh, he wore it for uh, six years, 62 to 68. Uh, and then John Cumberland wore it, Mac. Mike McCormick wore it in 1970, and then nobody wore it for nine years, and then Dave Rigetti wore it, who could probably, probably wore it late season there. He would become Rookie of the Year and is still the pitching coach for the San Francisco Giants. Uh, and then there are some names here. I mean, you won't even know. Ted Wilborn, Bill Castro, Mike Patterson. Uh, I do remember Andre Robertson, uh, Bert Campanaris, Kurt Brown, Rex Hudler, Al Holland, Al Leiter, Brian Dorsett, Mark Leiter. Dave Silvestri, Dave Palvis, Dave Polly, Ted Lilly, Daryl Einstein, Todd Williams, Juan Rivera, Scott Proctor, Tanyan Sturtz, and Chris Britton. So, you know, not a, not a popular number in the Yankee uh, logs. Um, hey, it's been a long time, guys, and I'm really sorry. Uh, I have been uh, out of uh, action uh, generally because uh, lots going on. I guess the big thing is that uh, having a kid in six weeks, so that's really huge and just really the preparation and getting things done. Uh, we converted our, I guess the big thing, and which took me three months was converting our guest room into the baby room. A buddy helped me put up some drywall and then I kind of took it from there. Uh, we took down the ceiling, uh, put new drywall up. It's just a whole thing. And, you know, the room looks great and I love it and, you know, there's sort of, you know, there are imperfections there, but other people can't really see them. I can see them. But, uh, uh, you know, I'm sure if I get a chance to do another room or something in the house, it'll look a lot better. But, yeah, that really took up a lot of my time working. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, I've been doing an internship. Uh, I've been camera, I've been a cameraman for the Bridgeport Bluefish. I think I mentioned it way back. But uh, Bridgeport Bluefish are in the Atlantic League, uh, independent league here in Connecticut. They have teams all over. Uh, there's a team down in Texas, Pennsylvania, Maryland. In a couple of weeks, I believe, hopefully, I will be actually calling a ball game. <laughs> uh, they've given yours truly uh, the chance to call a ball game. So that sounds really amazing. And uh, I hope that works well. Uh, yeah. So, you know, been doing the Bridgeport Bluefish thing. Uh, it's been a great experience. Uh, pretty much. Uh, so we live stream the games. Uh, and I am generally in, either in the booth with the announcers and uh, following the game action, or I'm down in, in the stands where I'm taking a, or I'm shooting crowd shots for the uh, score for the uh, video board. 
been really fun. Uh, you know, it's kind of, I've told people it's kind of like being in Bull Durham. Um, and, uh, I've just had a great time at it and, uh, I've met a lot of great people there and hopefully it leads to something big. But like I said, uh, they've been, they've given me an opportunity. And so hopefully next couple of weeks, I'll certainly let everybody know, but I will be calling a professional baseball game. And that's pretty huge for me. Uh, you might've heard of the bluefish. Uh, they've had some, um, They've had some guest managers this year. They've had Roger Clemens a couple weeks ago. They had Jenny Finch uh, who managed, and I guess she was the first woman to ever uh, manage a, a men's base professional ball game. It was very cool. Uh, they have Ozzy Guillen coming up, and then they also have the NWO. <laughs> so that's pretty crazy. You know, it's minor league baseball, and I mean, it's independent baseball. Uh, I think it's on the level, they believe it's on the level of triple A. Lots of guys have, you know, uh, Andy Chavez is on this team. Uh, we had Dan Johnson on the team, Sean Burroughs, former number one pick, uh, Josh Vitters, number one pick. A lot of guys who have, you know, you've seen play before. Uh, Jose Veras is on the team, pitched with the Yankees. Uh, Jonathan Alba Ladejo is on the team. He also pitched for the Yankees. So, oh, uh, Dan Carpenter. He pitched for the Yankees. So you see a lot of guys who are, are you know, trying to resurrect their careers. There's a lot of guys who've been uh, picked up this year uh, and uh, by major league baseball teams and, you know, either gone straight to like a triple A team or they've some, I think one guy got to the majors in the league. So uh, it's a, it's been a fun league and uh, yeah, I've been gone for a while. And like I said, it's just, everything is really just taken out of my time and uh, you know, and it really hasn't been a great year. Uh, when it comes down to the Yankees, it's been a weird year. Uh, and, you know, the Yankees kind of, you know, they, I mean, they, it's crazy. They're only five and a half games out uh, in the wild card right now. Um, and I believe they're, they're in their own division. They're seven and a half out uh, behind Baltimore, Boston and Toronto. Uh, and, you know, I mean, they have a chance here. But a lot, a lot of stuff has happened. Uh, I don't even know where to start. Uh, I guess we can start with the trades. The Yankees traded um, Miller, they traded Chapman, and they traded Beltran. And I think they were all great trades. I think the Chapman, you had to because he was going to be a free agent. So, And obviously, teams want him, and the Yankees got Glaber Torres from Chicago, who's like their number one kid. He's young, shortstop, supposed to, you know, we'll see what he turns out, but right now he's a top prospect. They traded Carlos Beltran again uh, on his last year of a contract, and to get anything back is great. And they got Dylan Tate, a former number one pick from last year, uh, and he's had some tough times, but you know, hopefully he's young, and the Yankees can uh, take care of him. They got Justice Sheffield in the Andrew Miller trade. They also got uh, the Yankees got Clint Frazier, uh, and uh, he looks like he's the real deal. He looks like he can be up here next year. Uh, he's in triple A. So the Yankees bolstered what already people thought was a pretty good uh, farm system to now one of the best farm systems in baseball. A lot of depth, a lot of position players. And now we're seeing uh, some of these guys come up. Uh, you're seeing Gary Sanchez now, who the other day, Joe Girardi said, is now pretty much the everyday catcher. You know, with three catchers, Romine and uh, McCann, you know, McCann might pass, you know, he's already cleared waivers, so he might be a, he might be on the way out. I mean, it looks like that's what's going to happen. Obviously, the, the big Aaron Judge is up, Tyler Austin is up, and those guys, if you didn't know, they hit back-to-back -back home runs on Saturday in their first at-bats in the major league. An incredible moment, never happened in the history of baseball. In fact, I think only three Yankees prior had ever hit home runs in their first at-bat. 
So what a moment that two guys go back to back and judges home run. Uh, one of the longest in the new stadiums. I mean, the guy just hits these majestic home runs. Gary Sanchez has been on fire since he's been here and his arm as a catcher is a cannon behind the plate. Uh, we'd heard that he was okay behind the plate, but he just looked really good and uh, looks like he's just going to grow. I mean, or batted fourth yesterday in the lineup, uh, but he's been on fire. Um, uh, we've seen Severino, who's not had a good year, uh, had, did have a good, um, came out of the bullpen against the Mets a couple weeks ago, went four and a third, and it was like, all right, he's back. He's, but um, yeah, no. <laughs> so he's been kind of up and down, up and down. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Chad Green's come up. He's like another guy who's gone up and down from Scranton, but his last start struck out 11, six innings against the Blue Jays, you know, real tough team, <laughs> you know, one of the better hitting teams in baseball. So you like the, to see that. And you just like to see all the young kids, you know, obviously Didi has been excellent. He's probably been, you know, if you take away, obviously, Carlos Beltran, I'd say Didi is the best hitter on this team. And he's played a great shortstop. Uh, and I think he's only going to get better. Uh, Starling Castro has been okay. He's definitely, uh, the last couple of weeks, has picked it up. Um, you know, you hopefully uh, Greg Bird comes back strong next year. Or, I mean, think about him at, over there at first base. Um and, you know, right now, except for Aaron Hicks, who, you know, why he's getting to play every day, I don't know. I don't see it, but, you know, they see it. Um, Gardner and uh, uh, what's his name? Ellsbury. I mean, funny, right? These two guys who are very similar, but one is making like $170 million and the other one's making, you know, not bad money, too. He signed four years. Gardner signed four years, 52. Uh, I think we're a little disappointed in him. Um, I mean, I love Brett, but you know, I don't know. Um, I mean, if you look at it next year, it could be judge Frazier. Uh, I guess, I guess one position's open. So either Ellsbury or, but Ellsbury's not worth, you know, and he's, I don't know. He's so boring. I just find him so boring, you know, and I, and I have stated here that, you know, there are times when he looks like such a great player. He's so dynamic. But he's just, you know, I knew when they signed him, he was not the guy that, you know, not for all that money. You want to sign him for $10 million, fine, sign him for $10 million. But I didn't think he was worth it. He's the same player as Brett Gardner, you know, and Brett Gardner signed a four-year 52. So, but, you know, it looks like the Yankees are open at every position now. It's good that they're young. It's the most excited I've been about this team all year, which is fantastic. Um you know, uh, except for Chase Headley, who's there for next two years. But, you know, the, the way the Yankees are doing things, you know, and, and when I say that, uh, so two big other news is uh, news that's come out. You know, uh, Mark Teixeira has announced his retirement, and it's kind of understandable. I know that he his this is last year in his contract, and I know that he wanted, he said he, you know, he wished he could play for five more years, but he's just breaking down all the time. And he did have a really good year last year. Unfortunately, he broke his, I think he broke his leg. Uh, and that was horrible. Uh, and he just, you know, he just didn't really come back strong this year. So he called it quits. And then two days later, we found out that the Yankees and, uh, and A-Rod uh, have, have, have made uh, an agreement that A-Rod would step down. His last game was this past Friday. Uh, and, uh, of course, on the night that he, uh, you know, leaves their little ceremony, the thunder comes and everything. And it's just, it was just typical, you know, and I was amazed. I don't know why I was amazed, but I was just so amazed at all the people who are backing this guy. And, you know, I guess I'd stop talking about it, but it brought up so much emotion for me about Alex and, 
you know, just never really, you know, he's like a Roger Clemens to me. I just never, I just don't like the guy, you know, I just never liked him. You know, I'm a Jeter guy uh, and this, you know, and hey, credit to Alex the last, after the, you know, he was suspended. He's, he's done all the right things. He was great last year. Um, but you know, I love baseball and I love numbers and his numbers mean nothing to me, nothing. And I, you know, sometimes, you know, people talk about 700. I mean, like what, what did it matter if he got to 700? I mean, this guy's made over, he signed two contracts in his life for over $250 million. It's crazy. He's made so much money. He doesn't need any more money, you know? And, uh, you know, I've, I went to Jeter's and I went to Mariano's final games at Yankee Stadium. And they were, I mean, I was in tears. And watching this on TV was like, you know, made me sick to my stomach. Like, people kept saying, oh, what he gave to the game. Like, what did he give to the game? If anything, he took from the game. He always talks about how he loves the game so much. I don't deny that. He loves the game. But don't say that you respect the game. You've not respected the game. You've cheated twice. You know, your numbers mean nothing. Like, that's what we care about in baseball is the numbers. And you've made that, you know, you've made it passe. And it sucks because this is what we live for. And, and, and he just, you know, he, I guess he doesn't think that, I don't know. He's just a weird dude. <laughs> he's just a weird dude. The only thing that I really enjoy about Alex is his, uh, I don't know if you've seen the videos, but anytime the Yankees would have a walk-off home run, the players throw their helmets in the air and he would just go berserk needing to get this helmet. Uh, there's one, I forgot who it was, but the, the guy just throws the helmet down first base as he's coming down to home plate and you see Alex just chasing after it or trying to steal it from other players or like really crazy. But I, I'm, I for one, I'm not going to miss it. I mean, the Yankees were really nice in what they did. Usually, you, you know, like you think of Carlos Gomez in Houston, you get released, you get released. You don't get like a little farewell tour, you know, you get you goodbye. <laughs> See you later. Um, I thought, you know, they should have done this a long time ago. Uh, you know, I remember 2007 when he was released. I was so happy. And then for some reason, Hal, not Hal, Hank had to go out and, you know, so I don't know how he got, uh, you know, where he got the uh, the right to sign this guy. Nobody else could sign off, you know, sign off on this. He was the one who can do it. I don't know. Um, but it's just great that he's gone. I don't care if he plays again for another team. I mean, his his uh, his legacy is cemented that he was a cheater. Um, you could say that he was a great ball player, but I'm still gonna say, you know, uh, you know, I love Scott Brosis much better. And you can be like Scott Brosis. Well, Scott Brosis was MVP of the World Series. You know, Scott Brosis had big hits for this team, and you know, Alex had a great 2009, and that's great. But uh, I just, I don't know. I just never connected with him. Um, I just. Didn't like him there for a long time, and that's that's that that couldn't change. And you know, people calling up on the on the radio and going, "Oh, you know, it's not like he killed somebody." No, it's not like he killed somebody. But in the context of baseball, you know, he's I don't know, he's a weirdo. And I, I mean, you know, I get that he loves baseball, like I said, and I get that he likes to help the young kids and. You know, and that he's kind of an idiot savant that way, but he he also didn't trust who he was. And and that goes for anything that you do in life. He did not trust his God, you know, his God given talents. 
And because of that, he was so paranoid that he, you know, he's like, I need to, I need to be this. And look what happened. He's going to go down. Like, you know, it sucks. It sucks. You know, I mean, I still, I know Barry Bonds is uh, the home run king, but I still think, you know, Hank Aaron is, you know, and it sucks that these numbers have been clouded and ruined and asterisks all over them. Anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, big news, Nate Evaldi is probably out for the next two years, Has needs two surgeries. Not only does he need Tommy John surgery, I think he also needs a tendon surgery. I could be wrong on that. But two surgeries, we probably won't see him. There is a slight chance he could be back out of the bullpen at the end of next year. But uh, he looks done. I think next year is the last year in his contract. So we probably have seen the last of Nate Evaldi in a Yankee uniform. Like I said, this is the best, this is the most fun I've had all year watching the ball games. I hate to admit, so there's different ways you can watch the Yankee game. I've had Chromecast uh, and we have a DVD player, you know, that has, you know, a Blu-ray DVD player that, you know, can hook up to the internet, play, you can play Netflix through it. And so recently we've been watching Amazon a lot. And uh, so my wife, she likes this. It's easier for her. I love Chromecast. I love throwing stuff from my phone. Uh... So there's two ways, you know, if you watch MLB.com, so on, if I watch it through my computer, I can get the, I can watch the Yes feed, but I don't have to listen to the Yes announcers. I can listen to WFAN with Sterling and Susan. So great. It's been great. That's all I've done all year. But recently I've been watching through DVD, uh, on my DVD player, I've been watching, uh, through there and you can't do that. You have to, you know, if you watch the S network, you have to watch the S network and I can't tell you how much I did not miss Michael K and his, uh, just like grating voice. And maybe my voice is grating to you, but, oh man, he just makes my stomach curl. You know, it's just like, ugh. he just starts like whining and like, he's such a little, ugh. I don't even want to say he's just, he just makes me sick. And uh, so that's, you know, but hey, you know, I get to watch the Yankee games. It's not a big deal, but I'm going to go back to the way I was doing it because uh, I just, I prefer to listen to Sterling and, and some people don't like Sterling and some people don't like Susan and that's fine, but this is what I like and this is what I choose to do. You know, I love, I love, uh, uh, even though Paul O'Neill had some weird things going on, I, I still like Paul O'Neill um, and I'm going to like the parts of Paul O'Neill that I want to like. Um, and then, uh, who am I? Uh, I love Coney. Uh, and who else is, uh, who else was on there? Ah, uh, Robin Rucco. Really like Robin Rucco. I actually follow that guy <laughs> on Instagram. I don't know why, but, uh, I just like that guy. Um, so anyway, guys, I hope to do this a lot more. Uh, again, baby's coming, but the baby's coming in, uh, uh, six weeks. So, uh, but I should have a lot more time. Things are much more freer for me. Uh, the house is pretty much set and ready to go. You know, we got a couple baby classes to go to, but uh, yeah, it should be a fun rest of the season. I don't know. There's something more about this team. Last few years have just really been about sort of holding ground and like, you know, winning 85, 88 games. And it's nice that, you know, and it's weird that they've like gotten rid of all these guys, but yet they're still in the playoff hunt. And it'd be great if they could win like 10 in a row, you know, like 10 out of 12 and like just make some noise and just be fun because I can't tell you how much it is. It's like now I want to see Gary Sanchez bat. I want to see Aaron Judge at bat. And those other guys, I was just like, I'm just so done. It was just boring. And, uh, you know, 
this is the best part of the season so far, and I, I'm surprised at how I feel, but that's the way I feel. I don't know how you feel. Let me know. Uh, anyway, hit us up on iTunes. Hit us up on um, SoundCloud. Uh, leave a message. Tell us what you think about the show. I'm Again, I'm really sorry that I haven't done this in a while. I forgot how much I like doing this. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it, guys. I'll talk to you later. Hey, hey, it's Stripes, you bleed pinstripes too.